talk to talk from the shots that's called to the tomahawks to the league boss and the ones who lost give it to me once i don't drop the ball to the home runs that was out the park kershaw when i'm pitching off kobe the howard he looking soft la rams in the city y'all got special guests got breaking news come talk to talk with chatterbox we got it all with chatterbox happy memorial day it is monday uh that 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 it's one of those mondays i could tell it i could tell it already but it's monday may 27th it's 1201 currently i am your host terrell chatterbox emerson you guys are listening to talk that talk on 91.5 the rebel hd2 kunv las vegas the broadcast service of unlv we are recording live from the basement of unlv alex white is not here today but i do have a co-host in I do have a co-host in and uh, you guys actually, if you guys watch the podcast, you guys are aware of who this person is. This is my boy Duna. We got Duna for real in the building. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, actually, man. Doing really good. I was about to say, we got plenty of things that we can actually like low-key jump into, but um, I mean, I'm not even sure if I want to start with like stuff that's going on in Vegas. I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to have music playing in the background, but I do because... Anybody who knows me yep. knows since I was like nine years old, everybody knows who my first crush was. So, I mean, I, I, I'll be crazy to not say happy birthday to Miss Left Eye watching over us. Yes, indeed. Happy birthday to you, beautiful. We miss you. Um, I mean, I, I could honestly like once I heard once I actually seen that this morning, I really thought about it. It was like, what if I just go into my sports show and just play nothing but TLC? Everybody gonna be stuck. They're gonna be like, uh, just think about no Raptors, no Warriors, no. Right, no. Just th- th- think about our parents, though. For real, bro. Think like I gotta them. call my dad after the show and be like, yo, like yo, I I was playing, I was playing that the other day, man. What's going on? And he, I need him to, like, I need him to join the wave, like. And it's Memorial Day too, bro. You know what? How, how much I'm playing TLC outside today? Barbecues. Bro, I gotta find something to hit. Oh, bro, my phone rang last night at like two thirty in the morning, and. I, I had the show. So granted, when my <laughs> phone rang, I was like, oh. And I even told her, I was like, I, I got to work in the morning. I was like, I just don't know how many other ways to say it. I was like, I got a radio show in the morning. Dang. And I had just laid down at 2.30, my phone rang, and I was like, you would have called an hour ago, I would have went. But, <laughs> man, it was one of those. Like I said, it's always yeah. one of those. When you put your head on the pillow, it was 2.26, brother. I never forget, man. 226 on my phone ring. I was like, <laughs> and on top of that, it wasn't even a phone call. It was a FaceTime, and I was like, uh, yo, I was that like, that time oh, in the morning. Hey, I was like, I don't know what I just missed out on. But as soon as I had answered the phone, the person was like, I guess because my light was off, they were like, are you asleep? And I was like, about to go. About to go. Like, they were like, never mind. I was uh, like, oh, so I was like, call. I don't even know what I missed. <laughs> but anywho. He was anyway, probably up for another couple ten minutes. Like, what? I was like, <laughs> I thought about it too, and was like, two thirty. Okay, so the radio show's at twelve. So how much time? So four, five, six. How much sleep <laughs> would I get? Um, so I was like, yeah, man, this is not even gonna do it. But I mean, like I said, especially being out here too, and having been out here since July twenty seventeen, it's um, I'm not gonna say I don't get excited for like a weekend like this because I'm happy to have so many people in town. But yeah. granted, the past couple of days I've been working so much anyway. I wasn't at pool parties. I wasn't at barbecues i wasn't at too many things of that nature today might be my best shot to do it 
Um, but I've been, here. y'all about to say you've been working like crazy too. We about to yeah. actually get into some of the stuff that's been going on around the city. Um, yes. First thing I actually want to talk about really quick, get it out the way. UNLV baseball, um, the Mountain West Championship was in was up north actually, and uh, it was um, hosted by UNR, and oh it was a it was a crazy three days to say the least. Um, I actually wasn't able to go because I was down here covering the Aviators, but I, um, obviously I was following everything, following the weekend, and on Thursday. I knew that the team had made it as a three seed, but they had to play the two seed, and the two seed was San Diego State. So last year against San Diego State, our baseball team was – and I say our because I'm on campus. Again, I go here. So Um, UNLV was one and seven against San Diego State last year, I think. And this year we only played three games against them, but it was two and one. So I was like, okay, let's let's see how this goes. Talking to Coach Stothi a lot and just kind of talking to him. And one thing that he, again, and I respect him so much because he understands where the questions have to come from. Yeah. But he continues to, I know he's probably looking at me like, you keep thinking it's about the opponent. I don't think anything. But it's kind of hard when you can't get away from that number. Like one in seven yeah. against a conference team. That follows you. It follows you. So he understands it. Like I said, that's why I have so, so much respect for him because he understands it. And everything that he said was always, it's not about who we play. It's about if we want to keep playing, we have to beat whoever's in front of us. So at a certain point, we have to ignore what jersey's in front of us and just play them. So again, first uh, matchup ended up being against San Diego State, and I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. Um, and pleased to say, nine to three, UNLV. So UNLV advanced to the to play Fresno State the following day. Because it's a double elimination. Because basically, if you play on the first day, you either go to the winner's bracket or you go to the loser's bracket. So, um, obviously, UNLV won. The Rebels moved on to the winner's bracket. Played Fresno State. um, Lost to Fresno. And since Fresno beat UNR, UNR had to play San Diego State. So, ultimately, the two one-loss teams had to play each other. So, once 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 UNLV beat San Diego State and Fresno State beat UNR... UNR has a loss. San Diego State has a loss. Now UNLV has a loss. So UNLV goes and UNLV plays uh, UNR because Fresno State plays San Diego State. Yeah. And yeah. goes back and forth. Um, yeah. Okay. So no, wait. That wasn't it. I'm so sorry. UNR beat San Diego State. So UNR had to play UNLV. So again, for anybody who watches, who knows about baseball here at UNLV, Coach Stolte coached up at unr for 14 years so i couldn't wait to send that text message and be like okay you keep saying it it doesn't matter who's in front of you but you're on your old field playing your old team um in a mountain west championship and one of you guys is going home at the end of this yeah and shout out to senior outfielder max smith who hit a walk-off home run and sent unr home on their home field what? So shout out to Max Smith, shout out to Coach Stolte and the coaching staff, and shout then it's set up. Yes, baseball team. First of all, the the season. If you have not got had a yes, chance, I was going to I was about to say, yeah, you've been out there a couple times. If you have not had the chance to check out UNLV baseball, please do. Definitely, it's, definitely catch a game or two, cause man, the energy's there. Smoking Sam's provides good food, and like, and again, we we can talk about some of the food that we've had just around different places. I don't know some of the better food that I've gotten than at the baseball game. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking uh, Sammy specials. I'm talking hot links. I'm talking, and you would think too because a lot of times you would get a hot link at a baseball game and it's just regular. And 
I think the first time I got it, yeah, and it's like it comes out piping hot, and it's it's. Um, I think the first question that they asked me and they stunned me. They were like peppers and onions, and I was like, like a street hot dog, like an LA. (laughs) I was like, yeah, run those. Wait, are you kidding? I was like, run all of those. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, you can't you can't be um, at that type of environment and not feel like your family almost. So, um, yeah. So shout out to them. Uh, Their run did come up short in a following. uh, I think it was two hours later. I think it was two hours after that game they had to play. The championship game against um, Fresno State. Fresno State proved why they're the number 23 20, team in the country. Um, I mean, that's tough. Yeah, it's just they have so many big arms coming out of that also, rotation. Like UNLV, like not just UNLV, but teams like that having games like that, you are going to get tired for sure. Especially when you're putting your all into beating one team, and then you go in. Couple hours later, you gotta play another team. Yes, the best team. The best team at that. <laughs> yeah, you're exhausted. You're oh, tired. Man. Right? You're just you're ready. You're not ready to go home, but you still have the desire to win. And it's like you fall short when something doesn't go in the right direction. And like you said, I think it's more so mentality and attitude over everything. Because like I said, this can this can knock a person backwards. Yeah, this can knock a person forwards. This can stagnate a person, leave a person in the middle, not knowing where to go, almost stuck in the mud. But um. I actually, uh, my mom usually sends a, a tip in, but I actually have a different one today. Um, and ironically enough, Juice from the, uh, I guess formerly of our basketball team, um, mm-hmm. actually shared something on, on Instagram, and I thought it was pretty interesting because, I mean, we talk a lot about failure. And granted, you and me, we had a conversation just kind of walking in about things that we want to do. Yeah. And there's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be stumbling blocks. There's going to be things that you kind of encounter. Bumps. A lot of speed bumps. A lot of speed bumps. A lot of speed Make you, It forces you to check yourself. Yeah. Force you to make sure that you're doing the right thing. But one of these things that he actually posted this morning I thought was kind of dope was, uh, or maybe it was last night, the Bad Boy Pistons. We, we're going to talk about them in a yeah. second, too. The Bad Boy Pistons made Jordan stronger. The 2011 NBA Finals made LeBron stronger. The drama and the critics made Kobe stronger. The defeat versus the Raptors will only make Giannis stronger. Failure is not the opposite of success. It's a part of success. Yeah. I mean. I totally agree. That was good enough for me. I was I seen that and was I like, totally you know what, you're agree. right. Like, absolutely right. Like, you just got to think about it. Like, we, we, we put ourselves, especially as journalists, we put ourselves in these opportunities, and sometimes these opportunities fall through. Sometimes they don't. The ones Absolutely. we want to fall through, they don't. The ones we don't want to fall through, they do. So it's like, it, it, it's like you just gotta go with the flow. You gotta know how to get through success. Like Ray Lewis is like probably the best person that could talk to, like give anybody a speech about success or about failure or about like anything in life and i think like if you listen to him you'll definitely understand how to succeed because you have to have failure you can't just succeed 100 percent all the way through your whole life i don't feel like you'll be able to appreciate winning like i feel like you have to go through something like in so, of some sort like i really do i mean i don't i don't know like i said i mean yeah you have to lose you, you at some point you have to lose like and and i think i think in the moment you may not even realize that it's a loss but it's like, or you or you may realize, or you may not feel like it's a, um like it was necessary, I guess. But when something actually does happen, like you kind of realize, oh, okay, that was the reason behind it. Yeah. One of the things I always go back to is when I tore my Achilles, because when yeah. I tore my Achilles and it took me forever to get the rent money, because I was I, they took me off of work, 
And I was still trying to go to work, which is the weirdest thing because everybody yeah. was like, why didn't you just go home? It's like I had bills to pay. Like yeah, I, I still had you. things to do. Exactly. So me getting evicted, and that's one of the things that most people won't say, like especially on a public forum. But once I got evicted, I was kind of like, hmm, what do I do? It makes you think. And I was just like, dang, like I didn't really expect that. And I was like, hmm. Makes you explore your options. Hmm. So like I said, man, I mean, if you if you can keep your head in those situations, you you honestly you kind of realize what you're built for and it it might surprise you it might and, surprise you and those players craved winning by the way for they sure craved it i know lebron did after getting swept by the spurs his first go around in 07 which is what led to him leaving exactly exactly miami and then them losing again so then after that it was like now i know what to do i wanted more and look what he's done. Kobe the same way. You know, all the critics were saying, you're not good enough. You're not this. Uh, can you feel your dad's shoes? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you, And he he bought a new pair. Bought a new, <laughs> bought a new bought a pair. brand new pair. Bought his own pair. Man. And is a five-time NBA champion. And everybody knows how I feel so, about Kobe. And we actually, we're about to get into a couple of different things that you just touched on. You touched on... Um, overcoming failures. You yep. touched on Kobe. You touched on big shoes to fill. Yep. All types of stuff. I feel like all three of those things bring us back to the original thing that we were going to talk about, which is the Las Vegas Aces. And this is where I shut up because you were actually there last night. So oh, talk to man. me. Talk to me. What happened? I missed it. Listen, it was an amazing game. Okay. Okay. Now, the team is not, they're not great defensively. Okay. But I will say this. When you put your mind to it as a team to make defensive stops, you become that defensive team. Uh, Bill and Bear said it best uh, yesterday in the press conference. You know, he talked about uh, the Detroit Pistons, the bad boy days. There you go. And how they were able to make a roster change. And then there's defense. They created defense. And then not only did they create defense, they also were able to score. And they're not, right. they're not, no, they're not uh, legit scorers. Okay. But so, they can get their buckets. I have a question. Is it independent? Like, is it iso ball? Or is it, is, is it team play? You know what? It looks like the Warriors. Okay, so it's a lot of movement. It's, it's a lot, lot of motion movement. offense. It's a lot of motion offense. So if that's the case, again, I'm going to direct a lot of questions your way. But if that's, that's the case, fine. I feel like from my, from my vantage point, um, watching the team last year and then now, uh, or actually missing the first game of this year, um, I feel like my question to you would be just looking at it on paper, seeing who the coach is, seeing what the philosophy you would assume would be. Defense. Exactly. <laughs> so seeing the team be so potent offensively, isn't that a good thing? Because in your mind, you would think that the defense would eventually come along. Like, I wouldn't think that it would take the full season for the defense to come along. I would think it would oppos- it would be the opposite. the opposite. I would think the team would come out – in a, in a defensive struggle, but the team can't find their buckets. Um, you know, I I think I think on paper it definitely does look good. Uh, I will say this though, um, you gotta look at it. The Sparks also didn't have Candace Parker. True. So, um, what they were able to do against the Sparks without Candace Parker was pretty was pretty good. I mean, you obviously want your team to pick up offensively later on 
but this team is like they're there, and it's only been game one, so you can only, you know, you can only go judge out, them off of that. Yeah, judge them off of that. So, and I mean, and granted too, and and <laughs> I'm not trying to be this guy. I'm really not, but I know just from from. <laughs> Man, we're journalists. Yeah, journalists. Yeah, man. I just know from history. I have seen plenty of times where beginning of the year, and and you know what? And I I know I know people from this team, so I'm not even gonna do it. But I mean, I'm going to I'm going to do it, and I'll I'll have a conversation later if I have to. But um, I've covered two UNLV football seasons here. Yeah, and you're right. Every week one, it's there. It's there. By week six, it's like where to go. Which I'm glad you asked, and I didn't have to, because I mean, like I said, because I mean, you you get it in different sports, and obviously, I mean, what's what's the saying in baseball? Um, what's the saying in baseball? It's something along the lines of like everybody has championship aspirations on day one of yeah. day one sixty two or something like that, and I mean, I feel like that's the way you kind of have to be, but like you said, I guess after the first week, I'll bring you back in and we'll talk about it, because yeah, because <laughs> we'll see what's going on. They play. Uh, I think that next game is against Mercury, Phoenix, and then the next home game, which is June second, is against the Connecticut Suns. Next home game is June second. So, and I think I have an Aviators game June fourth. So I'm gonna see if I can try to get to the June second game. So definitely, I would say definitely, it's it's an amazing experience. Like I said, man, to see that team play, they have bigs that just are able to play, man. Like they really are. Um, and their guard play. It's special. You got playmakers. You know, you got guards that can actually shoot, you know. Um, so it's it was amazing to see. One of the things that I actually want to touch on really quick, because I, I got a little bit of a of a prelude before we walked in, but yeah, man. you said when you had walked into the um, <laughs> when you walked into the locker room, we, we were talking about mindsets. It seems like that's going to be a big portion of the conversation right now is just mindset in general. But yeah. you said that you, you noticed a shirt that Asia Wilson was wearing. Can you explain what that shirt was? Man, that was BLM beer. <laughs> DJ Pistons BLM beer. It looked like a bobblehead. <laughs> that's what it looked like on the shirt. It looked like a bobblehead. Oh, man. But I just want to say shout out to her because um, from our first time interviewing, it was her, and she made she like answered the questions. You know, she was like awesome. So I will say that. And that shirt is dope. <laughs> um, hopefully, I've seen. I think I've seen her wear it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when Bill first got there, they had the shirts on. Mm-hmm. So I think she should keep wearing it. It's good luck. She, it's the she energy. Had to, it's she had to double double with it. it. Yeah, it's something that comes with it. I'm I'm telling you, man. She she. You know what? I'm trying. I'm trying my best to see if anybody else in the league reminds me of this person. But remember how we call Zach Randolph a walking double double? Oh, a younger Zach Randolph. My hey, goodness. all I'm saying is like when you because when you said that she put up a double double, it was almost in my mind. I'm like, okay, like yeah. she does that. Like that's like, what she does. She does this. Man. <laughs> that's what she does. It's, that's every day. That's slight work to her. It's, it's crazy, man. It's it's really crazy. Like. She really she had twenty one points and eleven rebounds. Fire. So Fire line. I just want everybody to know, like, especially the WNBA, which really doesn't get any notice like that, for them to play the way they did, they they really got I I now know what basketball is. There you just go. Just based off of that there off you of that go. game. Like And you talked a little bit about her in terms of um in terms of what she made the press conference uh like for you afterwards. But yeah. I mean, I've talked in the age I don't even think I've 
I don't even think I've spoken with her like in terms of like an interview setting. But I think I had just talked to her like on a on a breeze by uh, at summer league, and I think it was me, her, and Kuz. And uh, I'm talking about Kyle Kuzma from from the Lakers. And um, I don't know, man. But like I think kind of just goes back to your statement. I don't even remember what we were talking about or what the situation. I think me and Kuz was talking and Asia had walked in, and um, yeah, man. Like you said, with that little brief little five six minutes, whatever it is. That little interaction, yeah, it makes. And then you, it's just like it goes back to back to normal. Everybody goes back to their little corner. It makes you feel cool, you know. It makes you feel kind of special. And then it's like, all right, like she got to do her job, I got to do my do job. So um, it's definitely a special opportunity. So if you're a journalist out there, hey, it's opportunities here in Vegas. Opportunities here, man. Big opportunities. So if you, if it sounds like I'm somewhat like slowing up my talking, it's because. Um, I'm actually in the middle of looking. I guess I just got a notification yeah. that said that. Um, let me see. That said that the NCAA tournament is set for baseball. Ooh. And I'm just going through just to double check because I think they were saying that it was unsure if Vegas was actually if the Las Vegas ballpark was going to hold an NCAA uh, round. And I just want to double check and see. I don't see any as of now. I don't know. I think it'll be too soon. You might be on to something because we don't have it. I think it. Is. I think it's too soon. Like we just opened that ballpark up. Aviators are still playing. Yep, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. They got um, uh, they have an event up there too as well. Pretty soon. You talking um, about June fifteenth? Charity game. Yes, sir. The softball charity game. game. Yep. Um, so I think there is a lot going on, but I think that right there would be too soon. And I just want to double check because, like I said, or maybe I'm triple checking now, but I'm going through it. Um, no. I see Jackie Robinson Stadium in L.A. Nope. Nope. Vegas didn't get it. Okay. Yeah, so soon. Vegas didn't get it. I guess it is too soon. Duna, you might be right. But, um, again, I am Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. You guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2. Yes, indeed. KUNV, Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I am in with Duna for real. And yes, yes, I am. I am calling him by his Instagram name. So go ahead and follow. Also, go ahead and be sure to follow this show at Talk That Talk LV on Twitter and on Instagram and at Facebook at Talk That Talk Radio Show. We will be right back after this short break. Opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication, and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. This message developed by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, sponsored by the Nevada Department of Health and Human Services, aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Hello, this is Joanne Thompson, director of the Greenspun College of Urban Affairs School of Social Work, educating professional social workers who will become effective leaders and practitioners in our community. The school offers degrees for those looking to work in a variety of settings, including child welfare, mental health, 
criminal and juvenile justice, gerontology, domestic violence, health care, community development, policy practice, and research. More information is available at KUNV.org with a click on UNLV. UNLV Summer Term is proud to support programming on the Rebel HD2. The first session of the summer is officially underway. Session 2 starts June 10th. UNLV Summer Term offers over 3,000 courses and sections in three terms on campus and also online. Students can attain additional college credits and fast-track graduation. Information on course schedules, payment plans, dates and deadlines is at summerterm.unlv.edu. Summer Term. Be inspired. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. We are live from the basement of UNLV currently. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. My co-host, Alex White, is actually out of the office today, but no need to worry. We have Duna Pharrell in the building. Yes, indeed. What I'm we got? What here. we got? Where was? Oh, I'm over here looking for my rundown and it's in my phone. We were on the Aces still. Oh, yes. We were on the Aces, but you had a trade. We were talking about Kuz just a second ago, but you, oh, yeah. what was that you just read? Man. <laughs> Man, listen. What was that? Please, if you're a journalist, do not allow these sources to screw your mind like this. <laughs> Please don't. They said Kyle Kuzma and Brandy Ingram and the number four pick for Bradley Bill straight up is a fair trade. I got to pause on that one. Yo, I love Bradley Bill. I don't want it to sound like I'm, like, hating on Bradley Bill, but that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. I could do... That's a grip. I could do Brandon Ingram. I was about to say, I'll do Brandon Bill. Ingram at four. I'll do two. I'll do two of those three. I'm not doing I'm not doing all three. No. I'll do two out of the three. No. I'll no. give you Darius Garland. If that's what they're assuming that he's that they're gonna Lakers are going to pick or whoever the case may be. Um, yeah, I'll do that in Brandon Ingram. Or I'll do that in Kuz, but you're not getting... You're not getting Kuz, Brandon, you, and that one. You're not. He's not AD. And even with the AD, when it's like now you can talk about even throwing in another person for AD, but yeah. it's like nah, not for that. Just for I, Bradley I Bill. love Bradley Bill's game because like you gotta think about what he did when John Wall went out. For sure, you know what I'm saying, and think about when him and John Wall together they made playoffs. A so. Absolutely, and I'm and I mean <laughs> I actually and again I'll, I'll say this now, but I said it during summer league and uh, I said it to Ben Golliver. Who uh, was formerly of the sports uh, was formerly of Sports Illustrated? Uh, ben Golliver, I believe, is either working with the Washington Post or the Athletic right now. But um, Brian Salmon from CBS out here, um, Michael Lee used to be from Yahoo Sports, who's over at the Athletic, I believe. Now, uh, I was even talking to Mark Spears, and I was telling them specifically. I just wanted to kind of put something in their mind. Yeah. I told them I was like, because again, it was last summer. I told them by December. We're gonna have to blow up one of these two backcourts, and they were like, "Which one?" And I was like, "Either C either Dame and CJ, either Portland's gonna feel like they can't win with them, or Washington's gonna feel like they can't win with Bradley Beal and John Wall." And I think that news report with John Wall going off on Scott Brooks and Bradley Beal saying that that was unprofessional and everything else, and them kind of having that spat, yeah. And and John Wall basically saying, "Don't talk to me if you don't play defense." Like all of that, that was in November. So I went back to all of those people on Twitter and was like. What did I say? <laughs> and all of them were like, yeah. Like, I, I told them by, no, by, by December, we'll know. We'll know which And Portland was what? In the top four in the West? So it's like, Second. you knew it wasn't going to be that. So you or looked at the East third, side and was they like, got they, got third place. they ended up third. Yeah, but like yeah. I said, by the, by November, they were flirting around. They were back and forth because, I mean, it was a lot of 
flipping because I think Denver was, was like, on top yeah, of it for yeah, a lot. Yeah. So they were flipping between they not only did they dropped anywhere past the fifth seed. Mm-mm. Past the fourth or the fifth seed. So nah. it didn't seem like they were gonna give up on them anytime soon. So once I seen the John Wall and the Bradley Bill situation happen, but then I was also a little worried. Over there in Portland, Dame is, you know, now he's able to get that Supermax. That Supermax. So now you look at CJ and then you'd be like, Well, what am I gonna do with him? Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I gonna do with the rest of these players? So now it's do they both Get broken up, or do if Portland loses both of them? I mean, unless you're getting a crazy haul for both of them, it's not gonna work. But I mean, what I will say, granted, it may not have worked too much. Of maybe, maybe it would have got them a game. Maybe it would have got them a game or two, but um, or maybe not. But when Melo was going through everything that Melo was going through, I was the person that was like Portland. I was like Portland. Hey, my cousin said the same thing. I was like, Portland. He said, Portland. Because when Dame and CJ can't get their shots, they'll just give it to somebody else. Here, let's move. Let's give him the shot. Let's just clear out that weak side and let him get it. And that would have been the perfect. If Melo's there and you have another shooter, because like I said, if Alfaruk Aminu, Evan Turner, or Melo is standing in the corner, I'm letting everybody shoot before I let Melo shoot. And I know a lot of people like to talk about Melo and say, oh, Melo can't. Melo's not a catch-and-shoot, three-point shooter, whatever the case may be. Melo's knocking down those threes at a higher clip than Alfaru Aminu and Evan Turner. Together. Combined. Combined. <laughs> combined. That's a fact. Like, so It's Carmelo Anthony we're talking about. Like, if I was Melo, I still would look at Portland. I don't know. Why? Because I think where he wants to be at right now, in his like where he's at right now in his career, say it doesn't. some people might say it don't look good, but what he did for Houston – that's good enough for, as a bench player. That's what you want. That's in the twenty points off the bench. It goes back to his mentality, though. Because I mean, I mean, I mean granted, true. granted, the shots that he was. I mean, and I think that didn't work out for multiple situations, multiple reasons. I, Mike D'Antoni and him, they never, they never could. They never liked each other. They never liked each other. I'm so. just gonna, I'm gonna put it on wax. I don't know anything. I don't, I don't know anything. I don't, it's because it's, it's <laughs> but it's it's more so iso ball. It is. And that's what and that's what's like what is frustrating, especially with Melo. You gotta think about who Melo played with. Yeah. He played with AI, Chauncey Billups, J.R. Smith, and then he went to New York with Iman Shumpert, J.R. Smith again. Mari Stoudemire. Mari Stoudemire. I mean, but you know what? Like, what I will say is Melo's never had a point guard that I mean, aside from Chris Paul, but we've seen how that kind of ended up. Um Russell Westbrook, we've seen how that kind of ended up. But for the most part, like I, I remember in, in New York, he had Jose Calderon, I think, for a little bit, who was a pass-first distribute point he, he guard. Was, he was decent. Um, Jeremy Lin, when he got there, Jeremy Lin was like, or when Melo got back, because when Jeremy Lin was going off, Melo was hurt. That's when Melo got back. That's when Lin Sanity he, was going. Exactly. He handed it back to Melo, and that was Melo's chance to possibly get back and work off ball a little bit. But as soon as Melo got back, right back to giving Melo the ball, everybody move, Melo's going to figure it out. I mean, and then also it kind of hurt him that they were trying to replace him. You talking about Melo? Yeah. With Jamie Lynn? Nah. When they got Chris Shaps and they were oh, like, you talking about and they were like, well, we don't want, we don't want you like basically no more. Like we don't want you to be here. That kind of hurt yeah. him because it's like New York became home to him. Well, it was always home too. I know for a fact. Yeah, so it always home Syracuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, but even then, I think, I think the. 
see, but I don't know, bro, because this is gonna go. And I love Melo, bro. And this is why I keep I saying I don't Mello. know anything. He plays because forever. yeah, exactly. Because I met yeah. Melo in high school, had a conversation with Melo. He was super cool. Um, talked to Melo a little bit at USA Basketball practice. Um, and this is what I will say now. I'll put it on wax because somebody Medina actually, um, who uh we i forgot what episode it was we were on the podcast or whatever and she was like as a journalist like do you feel the need to tell your audience everything and i was like this is gonna sound weird but no and she was like what do you mean and i was like there's a reason why i'm in those walls like there are some things that get said either to me or around me to where i know without the proper context it's gonna be a a it's going to be a cluster. Like yeah, it's going to be bad. Why did you want to build those relationships? Exactly, exactly. You know so once they, once an athlete kind of sees you as the, oh, I got to go run and break that now, they're never going to want to say a word around you. And the oh. reason why I say that is because, the reason why I had to say, I don't know anything about Melo and Dan Tony, but I remember sitting uh, or standing next to Melo and we were watching Paul George, uh, Victor Oladipo, KD and Miles Turner do oh, like a one on one. Yeah, you seen so you yeah, yeah. you were there. So, um, me and Melo was standing next to each other, and some dude was leaving, and <laughs> some dude slapped Melo on the back, and was like, "All right, Melo, good luck in Houston." And Melo kind of turned around and looked at him like, <laughs> and when he did, I kind of chuckled and looked up at Melo, and Melo looked at me, kind of shook his head like, "Bruh," I was like. See. And Melo was a hawk at that time. Melo didn't go to didn't go to Houston. Till I think three weeks after that. So that particular day, could I have broke that that day? Yes. Why? Like why? Like in that particular setting, Melo wouldn't know who broke that. Yeah. He absolutely wouldn't know who broke that. Oh, he still yeah. yeah. He still wouldn't know who broke that. Yeah. So in that situation, like I said, and especially I don't know if he remembers. I mean, he's he's met so many different people, but I met Melo in high school. I'm gonna be honest. So that you. was the reason why. I I honestly do think. Uh, even though NBA plays me a lot of people, they still know. Um, that that could be true. Know. That could be true. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're starting off at this Aces game because we're going to get back to it because okay, another person that I actually did meet in high school that you got the chance to meet yesterday. Oh, and I'm going to be honest, man. When I met him in high school, not even being a Laker fan, once I realized that there was nobody standing between us and it was just like, it was interview time, I think that was the moment where I was kind of like, shit. <sighs> Heart was beating, and he was like, "Don't worry." Yeah, he was like, this, he I was like, this, "Chill." Yeah, I felt the same way. And he was like, and and the granted, and you know what's funny too, because it, <laughs> my mom had told me beforehand, and I still owe her this because I, I would have to tell this the story to Kobe because hopefully he would respect it. I had his rookie card in my back pocket, and my mom wanted me to get a sign, but I told her I was like, because when I got there, he had just debuted the Kobe fours. I told her I was in work mode, so I wasn't work thinking mode. about it, and I told her I was like, I'm 14 and. I hope you can get it. Like, I hope you can get that I'm kind of in work mode. Yeah, I, I kind of, honestly, I think for NBA players, I think they do respect that. For you sure. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, they're, they're more, I mean, they are regular people. You know what I'm saying? So we obviously have to treat them like regular people. But, like, man, like, when I first, when I, that's my first time seeing him ever in my life. Kobe? Like, Kobe. Yeah, man. Didn't grow up in the Lakers household. The household I grew up in was, like, Oh, we hate the Lakers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We hate the Lakers. Um, but I hated the Lakers only because they had Kobe. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Of like you you would love him on any other team, but like I respect Kobe's game. 
you know what I'm saying? I love this book. If you haven't read it, check it out. Um, I watch his his documentaries on ESPN. Man, those is crazy. Um, but like, I wanted to have a conversation with him yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, as he was walking away, you know what I'm saying? From Candace Parker, who was also there, you know what I'm saying? Of course, she was there. Star power. Um, Derek Fisher walked up on me. I was like, <laughs> he was like, "What's up, man?" I said, "What's up?" You know what I'm saying? It was it was one of those things. Yeah. But I knew where he was going. So I stepped out the way, you know what I'm saying? Kobe was walking right past, and, like, he was like, what's up? I was like, what's up? Like, I, I, <laughs> I, can't, e- I can't even do nothing. Like, I'm I'm shook right now. Like, I just met Kobe Bryant, a person that I've never, you know what I'm saying, thought I would be able to meet ever, you know? And just wait on it. I was like, man, like, I wanted to shake his hand, kind of wanted to have a conversation with him, but I was in work mode work as well. Mode. So it was like it was one of those things like okay, I met Kobe Bryant, met Derek Fisher, seeing Candace Parker, C.J. Watson, I seen him. Yep. Um, so it was like and Kelly Oubre, and I saw I saw Zoe from New York. Yeah, man. If anybody knows who Alonzo that is, Zoe Trier. Man. Listen, and I, I think we we said it. I said it off off air, but Zoe can ball, and I'm just yes. gonna put that out there as in again, yes. Zoe can ball. I don't know if he stays in New York. I would like for him to stay in New York because he has that type of excitement. But Alonzo Trier can play. Yeah. So, so it, it was a shot. it was amazing, man. It was it was just one of those things. But I did capture um, a photo that Red Report really loved, which is Kobe Bryant, Derek Fisher catching up after the game. I gotta see that. So, I gotta see that. Um, I seen the I seen the picture of somebody got of you when you was uh doing your interview yeah, with Asia. I yeah, see that that picture yeah. is fire. That picture yeah, is flame. Yeah, man, I love that picture. That picture flame. That, that's that a picture. that's a LinkedIn, that's a LinkedIn profile picture. Like that's something you put oh, that on the portfolio or something. That's going on. That's everything. on every <laughs> platform. Everything. Right now, that's on every platform. And Asia Wilson uh retweeted it too. So if you ever want to see it, you go to her retweets and I'm right there. Shout out to so, Alex because she just texted me and said that she needs to read Kobe's book. Yes. So there we yes. go. Alex White, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, I was about to say, let's do a couple of shout outs. Uh, Mom, Dad, shout out to you guys. Uh, Nana, if you're listening. Um, Jarrell, uh, where else am I? Where else am I? Where else am I? Doing you got some? Uh, man, shout out to my dad, honestly. Shout out to my family back home in Colorado. Um, they're amazing, man. Like, they they really support me, man. Like they want me to have the best opp- the best opportunities in life, especially like trying to get to my where I want to be in my career. And man, really, like everybody. Um, my dad though, uh, man, that's my number one supporter. Like Always. he's he's one of those. He's gonna give me the the critique I need. He's gonna give me like, oh no, that's bad. You shouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Do it this way. You know, it's um, that guidance. Yeah, and it's like you need that as a journalist. You need that thing. For sure, you know what I'm saying. And some people, some people's friends be like, "Oh, that oh, it was really great. Good. It was great. It was great." Exactly. No, don't tell me that it was great. Tell me what else I need to work on. Tell me what I need to fix. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to just put it out there and then it's like somebody else. And somebody like, else tells me. Yeah. Because now I don't know like, if, if it's true or if it's like if you hating. I don't know yeah, what's going on. Yeah, I don't know right what's now. going so on. Now I'm so, now I'm trying to stiff arm you, but maybe you give me advice. <laughs> like I don't know what's what. And I, but it, it goes bigger than just that because I have yeah. a friend. Or I have multiple friends who rap, and um, it's funny because when they make music, they they'll come to me and they'll be like, uh, like I got one homie. Um, shout out to Justin Kilgore, and um, I was talking to bro, 
and he had played me something and uh i'm not even sure if it dropped yet as a matter of fact but he was playing me a project and i was listening and i was just asking him questions and i was telling him like how he thought about moving certain stuff around and he was like bro that's why i like playing music for you and i was like what you mean and he was like because if nothing he was like because you you write he was like, so if nothing yeah. else, you want to know how I came up with the structure. You want to know if I thought about moving stuff around. You want to know where the idea came from. He was like, I can't just play music for certain people because they just be like, yeah, bro, that was good. Yeah. He was like, and then they just leave. And I'm like, something's not right with it. Like, you didn't even help me talk through it. Like, you, I don't even know what I'm looking me. for. You didn't tell me what I need to fix. You didn't tell me what, what words I should put with what. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, are we, are we, like you said, even playing with sentence structure, playing with the smallest of things. Like you said, your dad just telling you more so, even if your dad doesn't agree with a point that you made, maybe he provides a different perspective where you kind of sit there and you like, well, maybe I need to address that now. Because oh, he, if, yeah, he if most definitely you does. feel that way, then let me address those people in my writing. Like, I think that's one thing that I know for a fact that you know a little bit about, or not a little bit about, you know more than most, because most will probably know a little bit about it. But getting that other side is so vital. It's like, so getting important. that other side is super important. Because if you feel like Asia is a walking double double, if you feel like she's she's a, a, a woman's version of Zach Randolph in the WNBA, there's going to be somebody else that's like, well, I don't know. You look at you look at the Guma case sisters and you got two of them. So yeah. just anything. You could just look at somebody and they could have a different perspective. So now you can you know in your writing to bring up them. Or yeah. maybe to bring up Tina Charles. Or maybe to bring up these different bring up Liz before she was an ace. But I mean, bring up these different entities so that way you can broaden that perspective almost. And at the same time too, it proves that you know more. Yeah. So it proves so. that you know more. It proves that you did your research. <laughs> um but going back to the Kobe and Derek Fisher thing, first of all Derek Fisher, uh, that's how the rings in one picture, though. I just want everybody to know that. It's a lot of them. It's ten yeah. of them. That's both hands complete. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, I mean, as a matter of fact, too, what was what was interesting because I had I had met uh, Fish. Um, I feel like I met him before in L.A. somewhere, but I think I did at the movie theater. But um, anyway, um, met him at summer league. He was uh, cover, calling the game, and I think me and him had a brief little moment, like you said. And I think Derek Fisher. Um, and again, we've heard plenty of things about him in the news over the past couple of years for whatever reason. But when all, all I can do, and I've always operated off of that, all I can do is operate off of when I meet that person. And especially being a man, all I can do is operate off of the way that you and me interact when we meet. Yeah. And I mean, Derek Fisher, like you said, he makes it, it it's almost like he makes it a point to let you know that he acknowledges you. Yeah. So there, there is something to be said about that. So I mean, again, like I said, we, I've heard plenty of reports about people that say that he's not necessarily like the best friend or like necessarily like the closest, not necessarily somebody that you want close to you. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the I, couple of times that I've met him, he stops everything that he's doing and he'll talk to you. I mean, if people feel that way, I mean, hey, you feel that way because right? like if you look at it as a teammate perspective, him and Kobe, like, True. you know what I'm saying? Like True. that. That's that's the person that you would want to talk to, in all honesty. I mean, if you don't think, like, he's a good best friend and or a good, like, close connection, then I don't know what to tell you because Dave Fisher is really – he'll really help you, like you said earlier. You know, Kobe the same way. And, you know, like, sometimes people be like, nah, Kobe's not going to help you. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the media gave him – That that rap. That rap. So much, so much uh, critique. But Kobe will, like, take a picture – He'll do an interview, like I think now. So it's more so like he's ex he's more expecting of it because his daughter is on the a on his on his uh, AAU team. Yep. So and, and they did you see her spin move? Her spin move. Did you see the Did you see the viral video? Oh yeah. No. Okay, so you saw it. Oh yeah, mirror image. So you saw that. So you saw that spin. Mirror image. 
Mirror image. Freaky, dog. Mirror like, image. when I seen her That's complete that say. spin, I was like. That's all I could oh. say. I was like, oh. Mirror oh. image. Oh. Like, okay. a, lot of, a lot of great athletes, legends, NBA legends, their child are not like them. Yes. Um, I'm going to go off and say that. Uh, Michael Jordan's kids are not like him. Not nowhere near. Um, nowhere but near. going off of that, Gianna is she's gonna be a mirror problem. image. If like she keeps dad. that going, she's gonna be a problem. Oh yeah, she looks so fluid, and it just look. looks like it looks like nothing troubles her on the basketball court. Of course, you could send a double one way. You could you could force her baseline. Whatever she does, she looks at you, and her game is like it's water. It's, it's she there. looks at you like you don't even know. <laughs> like, like this you, is water, you don't. and it's like and then she's like, well, you think I am unstoppable? Hey, check my team out. Man, there you go. Look, you see this group behind me? Yeah. You see this? You see the squad behind me? And I they mean, get so much. They get so much advice, man. They um, they were imagine film to the Aces, like they they're there. Like they actually talk to all these WNBA teams. They practice with them sometimes too. So it's like, man, it's a different level. It's a different level. Yeah, it's a different like, level for and sure. And for him to be able to coach them, that's amazing too. Um, I will say that. And then uh what else did I want to say? Um, Derek Fisher, you're doing an amazing job, even though you didn't have Candace Parker. Um, you're doing an amazing job for the Sparks though. Because they were they were able to compete, um, but it got a little it got a little further in towards the uh third and fourth quarter. So it got a little second half push. Second half push. Man. It was there. Um But it's just starting. Yeah, it's, it's just, just starting. It's first game of the season, like it's I said, starting. you know, and and like I said, also Ben Limbeer, he made some changes. He also went eleven deep mm. with his roster. He kept the point guard that um, he said he had wanted to cut, but he changed his mind like a couple weeks in. I love the honesty, man. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, honestly, when you have a playmaker like that, you got to keep him because there's something special about that playmaking that she can provide for everybody else so we kept her and to be honest i didn't think the dummy would be able to go 11 deep like that's with the roster with the roster that's deep that's that's a dead that's a squad that's a squad that's a squad but like i um, I can't get over the honesty man bill and beer is such an honest person and also shout out to the the team like um a couple of bigs lambie um who she felt like being on the bench was like it, it wasn't hard for her, but it like you know, me, you know, mentally it's like it, it, it chews at a player, especially if you want to play. I yeah, mean, come it's on, like, now. what? And he told her, "You're the greatest bench player I've I've ever had on my team." Like says a lot. Now that says a lot, and that boosted her confidence. And now you see the team, and it's like. And then when she does get her chance, like you said, she's gonna she's gonna use that time wisely because she understands. Everywhere. everywhere. That's all I can say. She was just everywhere. Hmm. The whole team was just everybody was making shots, flowing. They actually look like a team, but like I said, it's only game one, you know. So you can go off it game two, game three, when it gets a little further into the season. Gets a little more rocky. Yeah, um, when they start playing the good teams. Well, I mean, even then, to begin the year, uh, I mean, well, yeah, to begin this year, the conversation has been warranted, has been well-deserved, I'll say, especially given how last season ended. Um, you look at that that forfeit after the travel situation, and the Aces probably have a good case for making the postseason. So yeah, um, I, I mean, sh- I think just when you look at something like that, I think 
that's probably what you saw in game one. That's probably what you're going to see all season long. Yeah, that's what you're going to see. You should see it all all season long. Um, But as any player would say, it's it's a long season ahead of you, you know. So you're going to have your injuries. You're going to have your knickknacks. You're going to have, you know, saying you're mentally broken down, stuff like that. You're going to have those types of days. So you just got to see where it goes from there. My dad hates Bill Lambeer. He's a Laker fan, so that's funny. I just ah, think that's funny. I can't even read what he just said right now, but that's funny. Hey. Ah, uh, that's hilarious. Um, Bad but, boys. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I know a I lot of people who watched boys. basketball back then, and they would say the same thing. So, I mean, but I think of that course. goes back to, like we said before, I mean, people hate Kobe. People, I mean, when when you, yeah. when you, but again, if Bill Lambert was a Laker, my dad, he would probably be in my dad's top 20. I mean, like, of who course. Knows, so. You got to think about, like, if... Okay, I seen a picture the other day, and somebody was like, "So, um, would you like? Who do you think would win? If like, how would you think Kobe and LeBron would be together on the Lakers? Right? Oh, uh, back in and at, at that time uh, with Shaq. With Shaq, that's a with lot. With Shaq, that's a lot. Um, and I told myself, I was like, "Well, <sighs> you ha- now you have an actual point guard." I was just about to say, unfortunately, like, I don't know if Brown would have wanted to, but Brown didn't have a post game like that yet, and Brown didn't Not have yet. a solid jump shot like that yet. Nope. So, Brown would have been running point. He would have been running point. Brown would have been setting everybody he up. Been so, like, he would have been fine with 15 points a he game. He would have been the last resort, the scary resort. He would have been the Chris Bosh. Because now you got you the got, Kevin Love. He would have been the Clay Thompson. You got Kobe. Then you got the Diesel. And we already know what they were averaging together. <sighs> But then I'm not even gonna lie. LeBron probably comes in and averages close to a triple double then, off tops. Because I got mean, Kobe. Like, but I'm saying he's not gonna even be like a 20 point scorer though. Like in that offense, I don't see that. Especially with as slow as the game was. I don't was. know. I I don't know if he's a. I don't especially know if he's a 20 point they, scorer. Especially if Phil takes out Kobe. That triangle is sick though. <sighs> with Shaq in the middle and you got Kobe in the corner and Bron at the wing. Oh. <sighs> That would have been fit. You know what? Let's take this break. Let's take this quick <laughs> break real quick while I try to fantasize over what basketball could have been. Man. But we will be right back. You guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. This is Ed Weber, director of the Greenspun College of Urban Affairs, School of Environmental and Public Affairs. We offer students exciting educational opportunities, preparing them to be the new leaders and problem solvers for tomorrow's world. Come study with us as we prepare you for successful careers in environmental policy and management, government and nonprofit management, and policy and systems analysis. We promise insight, excellence, and leadership. More information is available at KUNV.org with a click on UNLV. I got smart about mortgages. Now it's my house I go home to. I got smart about credit cards. Now paper or plastic has a whole new meaning. When it comes to your money, whatever you want to get smart about, you can find it at smartaboutmoney.org. Smartaboutmoney.org is a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money. Smartaboutmoney.org. It's the easy place to start when you want to get smart real independent rock on the road for those about to rock i salute you 91.5 hd2 yeah rules is different stuff like that welcome back welcome back to talk that talk 
on yeah, 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas. We are recording live from the basement of UNLV. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. My co-host, Alex White, is actually out of the studio today, but we have Duna for real in the building. Yes, indeed. Um, let's finish this conversation real quick um, on air that we actually just started talking about afterwards, but you said you saw something that basically, it always gives basketball fans their choice, but it was yeah. four different scenarios. Jordan never retires the first time. Kobe and Shaq stay together. Kobe versus LeBron in the finals, and Derrick Rose never gets hurt. Before we even get to what we originally said, I was actually going to tell you that, I mean, if I had to pick, I mean, I would probably say Kobe and Shaq stay together just to probably see. But I'm going to be honest. My initial instinct was Derrick Rose. The reason why I say that is because one of my favorite people, and I don't care what anybody says, I honestly could not care less. If I'm picking my starting five, if you give me any choice at a point guard, I'm probably going to pick Penny Hardaway anyway. Uh. I don't care. You can give me AI, you can give me Russell Westbrook, you can give me Magic, you can give me whoever you want, and I'm probably still going to take Penny. Because the team that I'm going to build around Penny is going to make Penny the best player on that team. So mm. that's just the way that I feel. So that's why I feel like looking at somebody like Derrick Rose, that was like, in my mind, I was like, that would be that, that would be the closest thing to Penny. Because he didn't have the explosion. Obviously, he had more explosion, probably the most explosion in terms of twitchiness um, than anybody because um, – Russell Westbrook does it with power. Kyrie does it a little bit more with finesse. finesse. But Derrick Rose looks like he jumps in the air and he doesn't know what he's doing he's until he's on his way down. And then he's yeah. like, okay, cool. Let me switch to the other side. Let me switch hands. Let me let me get it up. Let me dunk it, whatever the case may be. It seemed like yep. he made up his mind in the air. So I probably would have said Derrick Rose only to see what that would have been because I think we would be talking about Derrick Rose in a complete – that might be the greatest talent that we've ever seen if he had never got hurt. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean – the yeah, one that you win, I, I'm, I'm ready for yours. I, I respect, I respect D Rose, <laughs> but this is what I said. I said Brown versus Kobe in the finals, and I say that because, well, Michael Jordan was obviously going to retire because his dad passed away that first time. Right, go around. Right, so, and his dad's yeah. favorite sport was baseball. Yeah, and his dad wanted him to be a baseball player. So, exactly, plenty so, of things that went into that. That's why that happened. All right. Now we all know why Shaq and Kobe broke up. Right. Um, could the could <laughs> could egos have been calmed down? Absolutely, yes, absolutely. But you know how Shaq is. You Shaq loved the big stage. He loved the big stage, <laughs> which is why he went down to Miami. You know what I'm saying? Um, but back to what I was saying, man. Shaq, I mean Kobe and Braun in the finals. That would have done. That would have discussed a lot of people's goat talk. A lot of people's like, oh, Kobe's better than LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Or a lot of people's um, who's the real champion, who's the real big dog of the league. Right. Stuff and like it, that. It, like you said, it would go down as this generation's GOAT. If they would have yeah. played in the finals, it would have been easily this yeah. generation's GOAT. But I think this is where you and me, well, I'm, I'm not even going to say differ, but this is where I took it. Because as soon as you said that, I think you've seen it in my face. It would have been cool, but yeah, it goes back to what I said before. Do I believe that LeBron will have better numbers than Kobe? Yes. And do I think that that would force LeBron lovers to be like, he's better than Kobe, he's this, this, that, and the third, whatever the case may be. I think that the conversation would still not die because I think Kobe's team would still win in five or still win in six, but LeBron's numbers would be so much more gaudy than Kobe's. But I think Kobe at the end of the day would shrug and be like, I still just proved that there's a huge yeah. gap between us. Like I mean, my team took you out in five or six. Like I don't see LeBron, I don't care. Who, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't care which 
team, which championship team you go pick any of his three championship teams, any of his three, any of his three, any of his three, and to put him against, against any of Kobe's five, and I don't think they win. I'm gonna be honest because I, I think know. it comes down to if it comes down to who has the best player. If we talking that Heat team, which one? That second one? That second one when they beat uh, San Antonio? That team? Yeah, 2012 when they went back to back. If we talking that team? I don't know, bro. I mean, because if even then, if you if you do that team, that's perfectly fine. But I would say, hmm. I mean, if, if we, we not, yeah, if we do that time. I was about to say because if you want, because if you pick that LeBron, I'm trying to figure out exactly which Kobe that I would want to pick. Because I'm gonna be honest, if I'm looking at you gotta go complete with, teams, you gotta go with 81. Well, no, I'm not for teams. No, for Kobe, like oh, for Kobe? Kobe. I mean, yeah, if I could pick prime Kobe, that would yeah, be ideal. But nah, I mean, cause I'm, talking, prime, I'm talking about championship. I'm talking prime, about championship teams, though. That's prime Bron. It is, but that's that. I'm talking about more so taking exact championship teams oh, and just exactly. making them play now. Okay. Because if we took prime, I still think I run that argument. All if right. we take primes, because I say the latest, the latest championship with, they with the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say probably. Only reason why I would probably say that is because but see, I'm I'm between that one and. The if you go AI with the two, and the two thousand and one finals team, where team. Horace Grant, Rick Fox, I'm looking at that team, and I'm gonna be honest, bro. Horace Grant, that team is unstoppable. Horace Grant is putting a body on Chris Bosh. That's what I'm, I'm saying, not saying like, Chris Bosh is being is being stopped, but you're not used to banging that. That's why here. I say you gotta make it even because Shaq is also on that team. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so ain't nobody on that two thousand. You Donis Haslam? You Donis Haslam? No. Against against Prime Shaq. No. Yeah, bro. I'm going Shaq. I'm going Shaq. Myself. I'm telling you, bro. If if That's the 2001 saying, like, NBA, if the 2001 Lakers played the 2014 Miami Heat, the Lakers went in five, dog. I think the Lakers went in five or six. I promise you. They really went I'm in serious. four. You know what? You know what's underrated? They and Dwayne Wade is oh, a Hall of Fame talent. Rick Fox would have gave Dwayne Wade fits. Dwayne Wade would have still been Dwayne Wade. But Dwayne Wade would have had to work for his baskets. Rick Fox was a defensive player. I hope people realize yeah. that. That's that's three and D from your small forward position. So D Wade <laughs> would have had to work. That's what I'm saying. Like I think that's why I say you can't go with that that two that that two that man that oh one that two thousand oh one team is a cheat code. So I feel like you got to go with something else, man. You got to go with the Lamar Odom, Paul Gasol, Ron Artez. The team that beat the Celtics. I'm gonna be honest. This is what. This is why. I, this is why I, I have caused the pause. Who but was then, their backup point guard for who? The Lakers that year. It was Jordan Farmar. If Farmar wasn't there, it was Shannon. Shannon. I'm not sure that anybody. And I'm gonna say another name from Miami that uh, their backup point guard, which I'm not sure a lot of people are gonna say much about. But when Mario Chalmers was starting, Mario Chalmers was great. Everything was was perfectly copacetic. The coldest man that I've. Seen play backup point guard. I think you're about to say so it. long. Norris Cole. Yes. Norris Cole. Because that's what I'm saying. Yes. Norris Cole would have. That's why I'm. I'm. I'm kind of getting away from that 2010 Laker team because Jordan Farmar, Sasha Vujacic, Shannon Brown. None of you guys could hold Norris Cole. I don't think so. As a backup point guard, Shannon. Or excuse me, and Shane Battier. Whoever the Lakers three is off the bench, you're not scoring. You're not. So that's why I'm saying, bro. I'm probably looking at the 01 Lakers because I'm Jones, looking at 2010 and I'm like, um, yo. Ray Mike Allen Miller, off the bench. Ray Allen. It's not going to be good. Like uh, the 2010 Lakers bench would get ran by Miami's bench. Okay. 2001, now we now we got a conversation. I, I think, I just think Shaq just makes it uneven. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point. Like, that's not the point. So the Lakers win. That, that, like, win. That's, the, that's the only thing. Like Shaq will definitely make it uneven because that's the diesel. Like, no one he like had him. 
Chris Bosh and Birdman. Like, who, who, <laughs> Birdman ain't gonna stop nobody. He tall enough. Hey, shout out to Birdman, man. That's one of the dopest people that's in history. Shaq. You know what I'm saying? But if, <laughs> Say if, that's Shaq. That's if we one. ever got Kobe and Braun in the finals, it just, that discussion will go on forever. And plus, I know y'all remember the puppet commercials. Oh, for yes, sure. I, I was young and <laughs> I was like in elementary school, middle school when those were coming out. With the rings, man, and With that, the rings, oh, that was then funny, talking bro. about meeting in the playoffs, and they were supposed to. They were supposed to. They were supposed sure. to. They were close. Bron got close. He got put out. Kobe went to the finals. You know what happened? Yep. Kobe got put out. Bron got to the finals. Yep. It was like their their window, like you said, two thousand seven to two thousand and ten. That was that was that window. That was their window. That was that window. You know what I'm saying? That like, was that was the one we were supposed to see. And I think 